It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church, triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host and I'm always excited to spend a little time with you on Sunday mornings here on 94.1 on your radio dial with the gospel on the radio talk show. I say it's a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and what God is doing in his glorious kingdom. This is show number 1092. And uh, have a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak what of one another. And I have invited a lady to join us today. And I, I met her over at the American Legion at the uh, Gospel Sings that we have there on Sunday nights and the first Sunday night of the month. And I've told you about that here on the show. And uh, she is a singer, and she sings for us because a lot of times they'll, they'll bring in a, a a group, and then they'll have local singers. Her name is Glenda Sue Bradley. Miss Bradley, welcome to the show. Thank you. you know, don't forget to come on up to the microphone Thank here. Thank you. Glad to be here. I, I, I've been schooling her on, on microphone etiquette here. <laughs> <laughs> you are a singer. You are a songwriter. You are a storyteller. I love telling stories. Do you? I do. Okay. And, of course, a lot of times when I see you come up on the the mm-hmm. platform there you always have a little testimony for us and i've always okay. enjoyed that and you have a bit of a sense of humor okay <laughs> just that's always just good. what i've noticed and observed mm-hmm. now some mutual friends of ours yes and uh, of course i'd seen you over there at the legion we i don't think we'd ever talked before no no and, uh, and then uh, uh, these friends of yours and mine jeff and mary bell they they brought me this CD mm-hmm. and they said oh this lady she goes to our church and she has this CD and they, they, they we were standing out in the neighbor's yard where, where we were at there and, uh, and they said well let's go over to my car and they stuck it in the CD player and I said and then they showed me the picture on the jacket Okay. And I said, oh. Okay, I know that lady. I know that lady. And then uh, the next time at the Legion when I saw you, and then, of course, they had told you about me. That morning, that very morning. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And so we we connected. Yes. But uh, so last Sunday night, uh, of course, we're recording on, this is Tuesday night, Mm -hmm. last Sunday night over the American Legion, Mm -hmm. because we had uh, uh, Sonny and Linda Morris came and they sang, and then after Mm -hmm. that, they let the local talent right. sing mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there just watching you and I'm mm-hmm. saying you know she's funny <laughs> and she sings nice <laughs> and I'm sure she has a testimony of how God brought all of this into her life mm-hmm. and I just felt prompted to invite you to come be on the show thank you so, so, so much. this is why you're here thank you so much <laughs> and so now you have the responsibility to entertain us for the next hour holy cow <laughs> Let, let's just kind of get into your story a little bit. Okay. Now, first of all, you are a believer. I am a believer. You are a believer. Yes. And now, have you been one of those that's just grown up in church all your life? Absolutely. Okay. Tell all us about that. All my life. Well, my mother's daddy was a Pentecostal and his preacher. Okay. And so we went to do- we went to church every time the doors was open. Uh, it actually was my social life, but I loved going to church. And uh, I learned to sing when I was very young. Really? Three years old. Oh, my. Three years old. And the first song that I ever sang was Mansion Over the Hilltop. Uh-huh. And we're going to play that in a little bit. Okay, yeah. Mansion Over the Hilltop. <laughs> and the pastor, he would take me with him to Mariana to the local radio station. And oh, really? He would stand me up on a little bench, and I'd have to stretch to reach the microphone, and I would just sing my little heart out. <laughs> at three? At three years old. Oh, my goodness. Yes, and I I had my own little fan club. People would send me little cards. And oh, my. Sometimes they tuck a dollar in, so honey. 
I learned if anybody said, do you want to sing? I would jump up. <laughs> I would jump up. It was said that uh, my aunt came from Louisiana to visit the church one night, and the pastor was already preaching, but I get up and say, oh, I've got to sing for Aunt Essie. Oh Stop goodness. the service so I can go <laughs> sing. But um, I grew up just with a love of music. I would go with the older children to the summer sings to them. Well, we would have, do you remember Omar L. Allen? He used to come over from Tallahassee and he would do those singing schools and he taught us to read music and sing harmony. Really? No, I, I, I didn't know him, no, because yes. I'm not from this area. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Well, he would come and I would always just go and that's where I learned to sing harmony. Really? I learned to sing harmony. Um, Parents sent me to take piano lessons for a while, but that didn't go real well. <laughs> now, what happened there? What happened there was uh, Mr. Uh, Hare. He um, loved to play the piano. Uh -huh. And um, we had gospel sings around the neighborhood every Saturday night. And he liked to play the piano, but he always had to have somebody to sing. And so I would have about... 10 minutes of the piano lesson, but then we would practice what we were going to sing on Saturday <laughs> okay. night. I'm so sorry that I did not continue to, you know, take lessons because I would love to be able to play a, yeah. a musical instrument. But can but, you play it all now? Well, I have a keyboard okay. and I can pick out sounds. Okay. Sounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, whenever I start to write music, it just seems that um, the Spirit gives me a melody to mm -hmm. go with it. That's amazing. And yeah. I can, uh, um, you know, write the, the lyrics and the melody, and then I'll have, you know, my nephew or someone come, and I'll sing it to them, and they'll play it, and I'll make a down-and-dirty recording of it. And that's how I get started. Can I say that again? You're making a down-and-what now? Down and dirty. What's that mean? That's just a, a, a raw, a very raw <laughs> down tape, and dirty <laughs> tape of. Um, now, is that an actual term, or is that something you just made up? No, that's a, probably one of those southern colloquialisms. <laughs> Down and dirty. I'm, I'm just full of those because, you know, I'm a country girl. Right. I was raised over in Jackson County, okay. lived on a farm, okay. barefoot, you know, all that kind of stuff. Fed the chickens. Right. What can I say? But yes. now you, you are a, a PK. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, what was that like growing up in a pastor's home? Oh, no, no. My my daddy was not a pastor. My mother's daddy was a oh, so preacher. Your grandfather. My grandfather, your grandfather was, was Jimmy Yon. He okay. was a Pentecostal preacher way back there at Shady Grove Pentecostal Holiness Church in, in Grand Ridge, Florida. Okay. So he, But he was your pastor. No, no. No. He actually. I'm just getting this all wrong. Well, he actually <laughs> died before I was born. Okay. But, um, you know, my mother was a believer, and we went to church every time the doors was open. Okay. Um. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Friday night. If there was a revival, we were there every night from the beginning until the end. I slept many nights under <laughs> oh, the yeah. pew with people shouting all around me yeah, and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Um, that's the way I was raised. So, so you never were a PK or even a, a granddaughter of a, of a pastor as such? No, my no. granddaddy had already died. Right, okay, okay, he, but yes. you still had that influence in the oh, family. Oh, are you yeah. kidding? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? Um, mm. But at what point did mm -hmm. you yourself accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Well, I remember doing that as a very young child, and I remember getting baptized when I was about five or six years old. Okay, and uh, uh, you know, grew up in the church, and. Uh, you know, like lots of folks, straight away from a number of years mm -hmm. and um, found my way back. For, for some reason, I have a, I find that difficult to believe. Not that I'm doubting you. It's just that you know, I look at you and I say, how in the world could this woman have ever strayed away? But I did. But I mean, were, were you at that point where you just didn't go to church at all for a while? No, I've no. never been where I didn't go to church. Okay. No. But I just... Um, didn't always do the things that I thought okay. I should or live the life that I was taught. Mm -hmm. And um, 
um, you know, it's a really good thing that we walk away from God, but He never walks Amen. away from so us. So what was it that brought you back? Um, I really can't say, uh, because I never quit going to church, uh -huh. but there was a, a time in my life when I got really serious mm -hmm. about my relationship with Jesus Christ, and I wanted to live to be a credit to His kingdom. Okay. But there was there anything particularly going on in your life at that time? That well, I divorced um, when I was 28 years old, and um, um, that was the time I would say that I walked away. Okay. I walked away. Well, that was quite a struggle in your life. Well, it was a struggle, and you know, hurts and unforgiveness, and sometimes you look for love in all the wrong places, mm -hmm. and... Uh, uh, you have to be very careful about about that, and um, I was not as careful as yeah. I should. Yeah, have my been. expression uh, in this, I say, you got to guard your heart. That's right. And because um, uh -huh. there's so many things going on in, in times like that, when you're you're being attacked from the mm -hmm. from the devil, and then sometimes you're just dealing with circumstances of life. life. It's very easy for bitterness to come in. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And that's what I tell people. I said, I tell myself this. I said, you have to guard your heart. Always. Because the enemy will do things that, mm -hmm. that would be destructive to you. He will. And mm -hmm. so I said, God, guard my heart. Don't let me become bitter. No, I didn't become yeah. bitter. And thank God for that. Mm -mm, and that's mm -mm. that's the blessings of the yes, Lord because going uh -huh. through what you went through, a lot yes, of people do become uh -huh. bitter. No. And they carry that for the rest of their lives. No. no. And uh, if, so no. thank God that he delivered you or protected he you protected from me. that. But now, in mm -hmm. the marriage, was there children? Two. Two children. I have a daughter, okay. um, uh, Dee Dee. She will be, no, I shouldn't tell her age. She won't like that. <laughs> okay. don't, don't tell her age. I'm not going to tell her age, but uh, she was my firstborn. And then mm -hmm. about almost five years later, I had a son. Okay. And um, the joy of my life. So you've been a single mom for yes. a long, long time. Oof, since yeah. 1974. Wow. Now, how did you manage that? I worked hard. I worked <laughs> real hard. Sometimes I had three jobs. Really? Really? Yes, trying to raise children. Sure. And, uh, uh, but God blessed me all along the way and provided. He was my provision and my protection. My protection. And... Uh, they're grown. Um, my daughter's an RN, and my son is a captain with the state fire marshal's office, and um, he's down near Sanibel Island right really? now serving on so a— So you said that you, you worked several jobs. Yes. You know, had you before the divorce, were you working? Oh, yes. Okay. I always were. So you, so, you uh -huh. so you were just having to continue your career, but now you've got the responsibility of raising children Absolutely. on your own. Mm -hmm. So now who watched the children? Well, um, uh, they went to daycare for a while. Uh, in fact, they went to a little Christian school uh, south of town. And my oldest sister, Alice, if they were ill or something, she always kept them for me. Uh -huh. And then when uh, Dee got old enough to babysit baby brother, you know, sure. then I was able to... Well, that was uh, a big help. Well, absolutely. Yeah. You want to have a girl first. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think the boy could have watched the girl? I'm not. not <laughs> don't get me started Oh, you might get in trouble for that now. <laughs> He knows it's the truth. Right, right, right. Well, it's, <laughs> but, it's but true. But they both had, I mean, I taught them to have, uh, they had responsibilities uh -huh, around right. the house. They had chores. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I'm a farm girl. I was raised on a farm, and you did what was necessary uh, to make things work. And I'll tell the story about Jason. He was about five years old, and uh, um, he was having to fold up the towels and the bath cloths one night. I do not know where he got this idea because uh, we did not do gender roles. Everybody pitched in and did what needed to be done. But he was five, and he was sitting in the floor folding up those towels, and he said, I shouldn't have to do this. This is a woman's work. <laughs> I looked at him, and I said, what? No. He said, I shouldn't have to do this. I said, boy, did you bathe last night? Did you use that bath cloth? Right. Did you use that towel? 
<laughs> you messed it up, you have cleaned it up. All right. And that's the way it was. We all we worked together. We were a little team. And uh, you know, I had to learn a lot about parenting. I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, I did learn that you don't always do what you've been taught or how you were raised. Uh, because uh, coming up, you know, those little peach trees switches you know <laughs> i can't say yeah. that i ever had a peach tree switch i okay. can't uh but uh you know there was discipline in the home and then i watched uh you know my siblings and their discipline but i did have to learn that um you don't have to do what you've always been taught that you can break the cycle mm-hmm. from many things and do things differently such as give us an example well i'll tell you i had um, a moment oh jason he's gonna get me (laughs) (laughs) we we won't let him listen to this how's that Uh, he was about three years old and he come running in the house one day and it was just before lunchtime, and he wanted a snack and so he wanted to get the refrigerator open and get a snack and i said baby you can't eat right now we're about to have lunch well, after, you know, two or three times me saying no, well, he didn't like that a lot. And he laid in the floor and he pitched himself a fit. <laughs> I mean, he pitched a fit. Wow. He was on his back kicking and I was over him. Be quiet. What did you say? Don't you say another word, you know. <laughs> and the, I can take you to the spot in my kitchen floor where I was living in my little house. I could go in that house today and show you that spot. The Spirit said to me, you are pitching just as big a fit as he is. Oh, my. <laughs> just as big a fit as he is. And I took note of that, and I started going to parenting classes and, oh. you know, that sort of thing. That was that was really how I first started going back to college, oh. taking some child development courses. Uh-huh. And uh, Was that Chipola? No, that was here in Tallahassee at TCC. Huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had such a thing as parenting classes. Well, um, I called it that because, you know, <laughs> I went to some little seminars and that kind of thing that was not on campus. Some psychologist that was teacher there was giving those, and I went there. And uh, uh, But I did go start taking some child development courses and child psychology and um, you know, behavior modification classes and all that kind of stuff. And all those things helped? They helped. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they did help. Uh, I learned that you didn't always have to whip them. Yeah. One of the things that uh, Tammy and I discovered, and, and actually um, I went to Liberty Bible College in Pensacola, mm-hmm. and my wife went, she, she took one class at Liberty, <laughs> said, mm-hmm. and it was called uh, Family Relations, mm-hmm. was the name of the class. Mm-hmm. And we were introduced to a book called Understanding the Younger Child by Tim LaHaye. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, that book helped us a lot. Because basically, they're just going to tell you what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. As those children are developing and their mm-hmm. little personalities make those changes. That's true. You just know what to expect. And, and they were just right on, right on. And I've told my children, because uh, they have children. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you're the grandfather or the grandparent, you get to watch. But I'm very careful not to interfere because this is their children. I agree. And, and, and uh, gonna, they're right. That's right. But I've told them, I said, this book will help you. <laughs> and, and it really has. It's really, I'd recommend it. It's called Understanding the Younger Child by Tim LaHaye. And we use that book and we raised our children and they've all turned out well. Yes. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not giving it praise all that Lord. credit. Oh. I, yeah, talking about praising the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. I said, all the mistakes that Tammy and I made. Yes. <laughs> and uh-huh. there were some areas that she was really good at. Mm-hmm. And there's other areas that I was better at. And mm-hmm. together, God just made a team and, mm-hmm. and somehow or another we survived. <laughs> <laughs> I made lots of mistakes, and, um, you know, I would do them all differently now. Uh, but it's cast in concrete. Yeah. We all learn as we, hopefully, as we're on our journey. Right. I just learned that uh, you have to be the parent. Well, here's the thing about it is that you and I are standing here, mm-hmm. are sitting here, and mm-hmm. we're talking about this. Yes. And uh, I don't know how old you are, but but I know how old I am, and we're mm-hmm. somewhere close to each other. Not, I'm in my fourth yeah. quarter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
But there's somebody listening to us mm-hmm. this morning, and they they're they're there where we were. Yes. And and I'm thinking that their ears just all of a sudden cocked up and said, are these good people going to tell me something's going to help me? Mm-hmm. Because I tell young parents, I said, look, mm-hmm. this too will pass. Because when you're in the fire, mm-hmm. and uh, man, I'm telling you what, uh, my children, a couple of them would just be at each other mm-hmm. all the time. I remember going in the living room one time and just picking them both up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And just kind of put them facing each other. Says, this has got to stop. Mm-hmm. In the heat, I mean, we were in the fire. Well, that's it. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about, yeah. um, uh, temper-wise. You know, you gave me little rules when we started about right. what we were going to do. Well, I had these real little rules at home. And uh, especially when, you know, they got a little older. Well, when I came in from work, I wanted them to have their homework done. I didn't want a bunch of junk on the bar in the kitchen. And, uh, you know, it was just little things that could set me off. Mm-hmm. And it was foolish uh, because, you know, you just don't sweat little stuff. Right, right. Um, and, uh, uh, yes, I was under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. financially, uh, uh, emotionally. And, and, and you were raising children uh, by yourself. Two children. Yeah, yeah, two children yeah. basically by myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But one of the things I caution against with young parents is that, you cannot set a toxic environment in the home. The children have got to feel safe at home. They do. And, and there just can't be a constant uh, spirit of anger. No. I mean, there are ways to deal with children. Yes. And and uh, this is me. And I, I was listening to somebody the other day on the, on the radio, and they're talking about, oh, my, my father wouldn't use a switch on me. He would just slap me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, no. You don't ever slap a child because your hand is an instrument of love. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got to spank them, you mm-hmm. get something to spank them with. Mm-hmm. Always on the tushy mm-hmm. <laughs> because yes. God padded that. <laughs> uh, well, I will tell you what I learned to do. Um, you know, they would get three chances. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't do what they were supposed to, what the request was, it might have been a command do this or else, you know, they'd get three chances. And if they didn't do that, uh, then they were going to be punished. But what I would do sometimes is just take their little hand with a little ruler, mm-hmm. give them okay. three taps in the middle of the hand. And then Jason, he got to be such a little, ooh, it was, I couldn't whip him anyway. A little, a little he boy, would, would he? He would wear me out. <laughs> he would wear me out running round and round me, yeah. you know, and making me want to trip up and fall. <laughs> and so what I learned to do with him is go to the bedroom, go to the bedroom, lean over on the bed. Now, mm-hmm. you know you're going to get three lips. Right, right. And for every, time you put your hand, <laughs> for every time you put your hand back there, you're going to get an extra now. You can buck around all you want to, but you're going to get extra lips. Right, right. And another cute little story about that. Uh, it's amazing what your kids do remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason and his wife and two kids were living with me for a period of time when I, after I retired and I had moved back home to the farm. And uh, uh, their youngest was about three years old. And she had gotten into trouble about something. And uh, her daddy said, you know, Taylor, go to the bedroom. You're going to get punished. And so they went to the bedroom and locked the door of all the racket coming out of there. You cannot imagine. She was bellowing. She was hollering at the top of her lungs. And it was so bad, I just got up and went to my bedroom and locked the door. (laughs) And I stayed in there for a while, and it just kept going on. And I finally said, enough is enough. Now, that should all be over. And so I open up my bedroom door, and I go marching down that hallway, and I'm just about to knock on that bedroom door. And I hear my son say, Now, Taylor, you know you're going to get three legs. You might as well <laughs> lean over on the bed. Every time you buckle Sounded around, familiar, didn't it? <laughs> I just stopped dead in my tracks, and I thought, Oh, my word, he did listen to something <laughs> I said. He had never touched her. Wow. And they had been in the room for a long time. <laughs> we used to have those kind of rounds like that. Yes. But one thing I'd always do if I had to spank them, and I and, and I tried it, I always said to 
to me, spanking is equal to dropping the atomic bomb. It's just mm-hmm. that's that's severe. If it gets to that point that I feel like that this is mm-hmm. necessary. But once that's over, mm-hmm. they're in my arms, and I'm loving yes. on them, and I'm telling uh-huh. them how much I love them because I want to reinforce yes. the love. And why do we have to do this? Because we had a little correction here. Yes. And uh-huh. Now, there are people listening to us right now, and they mm-hmm. think we're the worst people in the world because we spanked our children. Well, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just telling you, I did, and I did learn how to do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had to learn. Yeah. And uh, um, I didn't know about the power of the spoken word back there and uh, the power of uh, life and death and the tongue. Uh-huh. Um, um, you know, saying things in anger right, right. that you can't take back. Oh yeah. I mean, those kids words don't are, forget words are powerful, that. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot yeah. call them names or put them down or tell them that they're worthless. They're not going to amount to anything. See, we would never do that. I didn't. And do we that. would never let anybody else do it. Yes. If somebody uh-huh. else came into our family or maybe a church or whatever, and they said something about, "Oh, you're stupid," no, they would be getting a correction from either yes. me or my wife. Uh-huh. We'd make sure. No, our children are not stupid yes they may uh-huh. be you know, disobedient at times but yes, they're not stupid uh-huh. and we would not uh, we would not allow that to be said about mm-hmm. them or we would not do that but i've heard people mm-hmm. do that to their children i said you don't realize what you're doing the power of words they are so powerful and they can affect a child a child in such a negative way i can so. uh, tell you another story about a child that uh you know uh her her mother taught her to sing and all that kind of stuff when she was a kid and had a cute little voice. And when she went to first grade, you know, she sang the solo at Christmas time and that sort of thing. Uh, but she had uh, cousins that uh, sang. And one day she heard her grandmother say, she can sing, but she can't sing as good as so-and-so and so-and-so. Oh, my goodness. And the child sh- shut up her song. Oh my! And never, mm. never that grieves my heart. That grieves never my heart again. Uh-huh. Just to think about a child that would be affected in such a way. But you know, I let that happen to me when I went to college, um, Pastor Jack. Uh, I had, uh, I could sing. I wasn't stage fright. I wasn't anything. And uh, when I graduated, went to college, and since I wasn't shy. And couldn't meet a stranger. I thought I'd ace out a public speaking class. Okay. And the professor there, he had a habit of taking one student in his class to make an example. And he chose me to do that. Oh. And before the class was over, I was faking being sick to keep from having to get up and give a speech. Really? Barely got out with a C. So was he, was he like taunting you? He just intimidated me and just wanted me to do crazy things. He was also uh, the director of theater. Uh-huh. And uh, he would use me to make an example, a ba- an example of anything bad. Wow. And, you know, I stopped singing. Oh, my. Uh, I stopped doing anything. Uh, I didn't sing at the church for over 20 years. Really? And it wasn't until at work I had been promoted to the point that I had to go out and started start training people, um, you know, supervisors and employees and that sort of thing. And I had to work really, really hard to find my gift again. But it's possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a trick of the devil to take it away from me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's some more of those words that you say. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. they're not edifying. They don't lift up. Uh, I had to work really, really hard to find my gift. So God put you in a situation to where you had to reinvent this. Uh, or, exactly. Uh, let, let me put it a better way. Yes. To find yourself. Yes. The, the gift that was there yes. all along. Yes. That the enemy had stolen had away. stolen. Had but, but God restored it. He restored it. And uh, now you're a singer. I sing every time I get a chance. <laughs> and, and you write songs. I'm a songwriter. Okay. And we're going to play a song, mm-hmm. and it's called My Best Friend. My Tell us about the song. Uh, I wrote, that was one of the first songs that I wrote, and I believe it was in 1999. And I was going through a period of time health-wise. I, I had four major surgeries within five years. And uh, there was many, many days that I lay in my bed. 
and I would get lonely. You know, when you first get sick, people mm-hmm. check on you and right, right. one thing and another, and then something else happens, and they have their own life to live, sure. and you're left alone. And I did learn during that time that there was nobody I could depend on but my Savior. Wow. And uh, Jesus Christ became my very best friend. So you just wrote the song? I just wrote the song. How long did it take you to write it? Not long at all. And what about the music? Where did that come from? It came at the same time. Okay. Yes. Linda Sue Bradley. It's called My Best Friend. these words that come to your heart yes. and I guess you just write them down yes and then where's the melody come from the spirit just gives it to me as mm-hmm. I'm writing the words and um, you know as I write a phrase I will sing it and uh, record it and then just that's just the way it comes so then you you give it to a music musician yes to I compose. Give, yes okay. I give it to a musician to play it for me and uh, uh, the last CD that I did, I sent the, I called them the down and dirty tracks, <laughs> <laughs> because they were so raw. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I sent them to Brent Rader in Nashville. Now, Brent used to live in Panama City, and his parents had the Rader Theater over there. Okay. Uh, but it, I believe it was in... Uh, uh, 2005 that his grandfather stole, sold the theater and he moved to Nashville and so other musicians told me about him and so I can just uh, uh, email it to him and uh, tell him what kind of instruments I want on it and he just builds a track for huh. me and then, then I can sing to it then. So, so then how do you go about making the CD? Well, um, you know, since I've been moved back to Tallahassee, I moved back here in uh, 15. Okay. Um, God just has opened up so many doors for me. And he has just uh, put me in contact with just people that have just helped me each step of the way. Okay. And... Um, 
uh, you know, I met someone who, who said they wanted to do a couple of tracks for me, and then somebody else told me, uh, you know, I know uh, someone that has a little studio, uh, Fred Chester, in his home, and so I went there then to do the recordings. Okay. Uh-huh. And then they put all that together? And you uh, well, actually, uh, yes, we put it all together, and, and I kind of designed the little cover on the last CD. It was just okay. raw, too, raw so, and real. And uh, uh, sent it off to you know a company then to uh, make the desk okay. and, and and what are you are you selling the CDs are you giving away or oh <laughs> Lord do you know I I have a hard time selling my gift well the thing is it's difficult if you're not well known yes and, and I, I found this yes it I is put together mm-hmm. a. Um, uh, collection of songs called the uh, Saturday Night Gospel Sing Friends Sing mm-hmm. and it's all people who I've known and they yes, gave me permission to sure. use their songs yes. uh, Kisha Parrish is, has a song or actually the Parrish family has a song on that okay and my intention was to sell them mm-hmm. but it was, hard, it was a hard sell and so I ended up giving most of, most of them I did sell a few but most of and then the same thing with the book I wrote a book mm-hmm. and the same thing nobody wants to buy my book because know. nobody knows who am I I know, <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah, and so, but that's fine that's fine I mean I enjoy doing both of those things I I, do. And, I, and I'll do them again I do but mm-hmm. if you're not a well known person mm-hmm. then then you're probably not going to sell a whole lot of them but that's right. and if that's mm-hmm. your motivation mm-hmm. then you probably shouldn't do it but if you're doing it, it just is as, as ministry motivation. right right <laughs> let me just tell the uh, radio audience this is the gospel on the radio talk show mm-hmm. i'm uh, pastor jack king i am the host i get to do this every sunday uh, glenda sue bradley is my guest today we're just talking about just things yes <laughs> i'm also the pastor of freedom road christian ministry 720 capital circle northeast we are over in the crescent park plaza right off capital circle and we'd love to have you come visit with us. We start our services at 11.05 on Sunday mornings. FRCM.us is our website. Check it out. We'd love to have your family come and worship with us. Also, you can find this show on the podcast. We do podcasts on all the talk shows and all the daily broadcasts. This is show number 1092. If you want to listen to it again or share it with a friend, it'll be there. Oh, probably, probably by the time it airs, it's probably already be on the podcast. So you can listen to that. And then I want to remind you about the Saturday Night Gospel Sings every Saturday night, 7 o'clock here on 94.1. And I think Miss Glenda would agree with me. The best music on the planet. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Southern gospel style. Southern gospel style. And I style. crank it up on Saturday nights and yes. have, a, have a great time. So I invite you to do that as well. Also, the daily broadcast, which is 11 o'clock here on 94.1. That's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God. And then just one other thing. Uh, of course, we've just had this uh, a tremendous hurricane that's gone through the state of Florida, the, right through the middle of Florida. And uh, I have had a... Uh, ministry team on the talk show here a couple times Keith and Carla Whitfield they have a ministry called Mana Express and their heart and passion is to go to these type of things and just feed people and I talked to uh, Keith this afternoon and he said they're leaving on the 14th to go down to uh, uh, down that area somewhere Fort Myers maybe. probably Fort Myers yeah mm-hmm. and matter of fact I even told him we have a open Bible church in Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. I said, I can hook you up if you want to do that. But mm-hmm. he said he had some connections there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they are going to be taking food and they're going to be feeding people. And I know a lot of people are concerned and they're looking for ways to contribute. Mm-hmm. This would be a great ministry. I, I know these people. Mm-hmm. I know their ministry. I recommend them to you. And you can just, just go Google them. I'm, I'm not even going to tell you how to get in touch with them. You just Google them. It's a, a, a Mana Express, Keith and Carla Whitfield. And if you want to make a donation to them to help them to take that truck down there and do what they do. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> i tell you what, Miss Glenda, listening to them, when they go, mm-hmm. they very get very little sleep. And, and they sleep in the truck. Yes. And, and, and they just, they're just going. They're just going. Yeah. And they're feeding these people. And they'll so, mm-hmm. just be lines of people. Yes. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I say, well, Praise God for them. And they, yes. this ministry came out of Michael. 
mm-hmm. because they they had gone over to Bluntstown right after yes. Michael came through, yes. and there were some people there in the Winn Dixie parking lot in Bluntstown feeding people. Yes, and they said, "Hey, we can do that." So they went home mm-hmm. back to Crawfordville, got their smokers and stuff, and went back and just helped those people and just joined in with them. And they've been doing it ever since. And mm-hmm. they've gone to all kinds of different areas to just help people. So if you want to be a part of that, then check them out. Google them, Mana Express, and send them a contribution to help them to buy the food and mm-hmm. pay for their gasoline and mm-hmm. stuff to go down there. So I just want to tell you that I, we, we, I tried to get them back on the show, but right now they're they're in preparation mode. Right. They just didn't have time to come back and be with us. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'll make sure we spread the word. Mm-hmm. So now... Linda Sue Bradley, she's a songwriter, storyteller. She's been telling us stories. <laughs> and, uh, I, I love telling stories. And I tell people, I says, don't get me started because yes. <laughs> I've got stories. <laughs> I said the other night, don't give me a microphone. <laughs> that could be dangerous. I could, I could entertain you for a long time just, just telling stories. I've had a lot of adventures in my life. Mm-hmm. And my, my wife calls me sometimes. She says, I'm action jack. <laughs> She said, because I don't let no grass grow under my feet. And, and we're so opposite because see, she's a more the Norman Rockwell. We're, we're sitting on the front porch in the rock or the picket fence. And that's that's the life she wants to live. And she sometimes wishes that her husband was that way. But that ain't the case. You sound like me every morning I get up and I say, oh, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this day. What are we going to do today? <laughs> yeah. What kind of adventure uh, are we right. going to have that's right. today? And that's what she says about me. She says, mm-hmm. the one thing about it, there's never a dull moment when Jack yes. King's around. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, yes. So you are uh, a singer, mm-hmm. and we just played one of your songs. Okay. Now, tell me about the storytelling. Do you, do you just, is this... Like me, you just always tell stories, or do you have a format where you actually tell stories? I don't have a format. I would love one. Uh (laughs) Uh, Usually when I go places to sing, uh, I tell stories about how I wrote the songs. Or um, On the latest CD, I wrote one called Go Down to the River, and it's about... uh, um, John baptizing Jesus, but I tell the, my story about when I was baptized as a little six-year-old child. Now, where were you baptized at? I was baptized in Ochisi Pond. Okay, you were baptized in a pond. I, I tell you listen, what, that's a country girl right there. <laughs> and Ochisi Pond, that water was so dark, and I had never been in water because, you know, I didn't know how to swim, and you couldn't see the bottom, and yeah. I was scared to death. <laughs> and uh, I had never worn a bathing suit, didn't have on a bathing suit then, never even wore little pants, but Mama made me some little pants and a little shirt to be baptized, a little white shirt to be baptized. In. And you know, I won't ever forget Pastor uh, Horace Simpson. He was a great big man. He had great big hands. And of course, I was shy about wanting to even step in. I couldn't see where my foot was going to land. But he reached out that big hand and kind of took me on in, turned me around and said all that stuff. You know, they used to say that. They don't say a lot of that anymore, but he wanted to make sure that I knew what I was doing. He knew I was scared to death, too. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I might never right, come back right, up. Right. But he took that big hand, and he laid it. He took his uh, index and his thumb, and he pinched my nose right. and put his hand then over my mouth and put me down and up in no time flat. <laughs> Oof, yes, yeah. but I won't ever forget that. Yeah, I, was, I won't ever forget that. I was baptized in a creek. Were you? In, uh-huh. in, in, in Kentucky. Uh-huh. Because church didn't have a baptistry. Then, they do now. They didn't either. But they didn't have mm-hmm, a baptistry. Mm-hmm. And I have baptized people in all kinds of places. Swimming poles. And, and uh, the tub. We, yeah. have, we have this well, big, hey. big farm tug. That's uh, not a lot of times we'll bring it up there to the church and then yes. I baptized a lot of people in that in that tub. Yes. And uh but one time this is when we first came to pastor the church. <laughs> it was a sunny afternoon and we decided we were gonna go over to Lost Lake. I don't know we knew what that said. Over somewhere on south part of town and it's a it's a series of lakes there there's white sand. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. But on a sunny afternoon, there were a lot of people there bathing or, or swimming and stuff. It just wasn't a good place to go. So, so my elder takes me down the road, mm-hmm. and there's a called Moore's Lake. Hmm. 
And you talk about dark, <laughs> just like what you just described. Yes, I'm telling you. And we kind of walked through the woods just mm-hmm, a little bit, mm-hmm. and he said, okay, pastor. There's a creek. And I was a young pastor then. <laughs> See, as an older, mature pastor now, I'd have said, elder, check that out before the pastor goes in. <laughs> that could have been alligators in. <laughs> Snakes. Moccasins. Yeah. But fortunately, of course, you know, sometimes you, you step in places like that, and you just go down. Yes, you but, can't see where you step. But I survived it. Yes. <laughs> and whoever it was that got baptized, uh, they, they had to go in there, <laughs> in there too. I said, oh, my goodness. I remember one time going to a, a pond. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was on the same elder's property. Mm-hmm. We sunk up to our knees in the yes. mud. Yes. And I, I, had to, I had to bend the method. <laughs> but whatever, whatever. I, I was just uh, I'm reading a book. Um, it's called the Daniel Plan. The Daniel Plan. And this pastor was talking about uh, what got him. Is a Daniel Plan is a, is a thing about trying to get your weight, the sort of thing to straighten out. But he, he said that day they baptized 800 and some people. <laughs> I can't even imagine such a thing. No. But, but he said that he began to realize how heavy Americans had become because he was baptizing all these people and he began to convict him he wrote the book and I said mm-hmm. uh, 187 people I mean praise God for that oh, but yes. that's a lot of people yes. <laughs> and he said I was getting tired and then he realized mm-hmm. how heavy everybody had gotten and well it's just part of it I guess I mean when you baptize people mm-hmm. the pastor has the responsibility of getting them back to not drown them <laughs> That just wouldn't go well. <laughs> so, so you got to get them back up again. And and I've I've baptized some some pretty heavy people, mm-hmm. and that's not always as easy as you might think. And it's good if you're some way or another that you can get your feet braced, yeah, to be able to uh-huh. absolutely. <laughs> pop <them up. laughs> of course, you know, in some some denominations they don't they don't immerse right, like that. Right. They just sprinkle uh-huh, them. Uh-huh. That might be a little bit easier. But in our faith and yes, our, our, yes. our denomination, we 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 actually immerse. Dunk them. <laughs> so just that. Yeah, dunk we dunk them. them. Right. So. Old man down, new up. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> we have another song that we're going to play. Oh, okay. And you remember what it is? Mansion over the Mansion, hilltop. Oh, that yeah. was the first Tell song. us about that. Okay, I did already tell the story, didn't I, about uh, going to the radio station with uh, uh, Pastor Horace Simpson and singing that song. That was the first song that I ever sang. And so when I first decided to do a CD, it just had to be the first one on it. Okay. First Beautiful one on song. It. And, yes, uh, Oh uh, Hymn of the Church. Yeah, I, my brothers and I used to sing this at revivals uh-huh, back in Kentucky uh-huh. uh, in the summertime. It's Mansion Over the Hilltop. Yes, uh huh. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below. That's my nephew, Edward Connell, playing the piano. Okay. I know Edward. Yep. I do know Edward. But in that city where the ransom will shine, I want a gold one, that silver line. It's hard to sit here and not sing. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old and someday yonder we will never more wander but walk the streets that are purest Imagine my own 
Sue Bradley here on the uh, Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. She is my guest here this morning. Now, uh, who was doing the background? Are you doing a double track? or Is that you? Or? That's me. I did the harmony on that. Okay. But, yes. but you did a double track. Uh, well, what I did, uh, it's kind of a layering process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recorded the melody, and then uh, at the studio, they just record over it. Okay. Yeah. Layer yeah, is yeah, what I call the, it. Yeah, yeah they, uh-huh. it's fairly common these days. Yes. They, they do that sort of uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. Now, but, you know, there's one of those little things you can buy, too. You can push a little pedal, and it will uh, uh, automatically do that for you. But oh, well. I like to do it myself. <laughs> well, it, it, it went well with that. Thank now, you. This is uh-huh. That was your first CD that you did. Yes. So then this, uh-huh. the other song that we sang is on a, on a separate CD. Now, it's, now. People who are listening on the podcast, they will not hear the music because we can't put the music. Now, we actually we could put yours. Yes, it's my original, and, uh, copywritten by me, brother Doug. If you're listening, <laughs> yes. If he he doesn't always listen to the whole show, but, he, but okay. anyway, uh, if I think I can tell him, he can go ahead and put this on the podcast. But but mm-hmm. most of the groups we can't do that. Okay, so, gotcha. So anyway, if it's not on the podcast, how would they get in touch with you if they wanted to buy some of your music? Well, let's see. Do you have a, you have a website or anything like that? I don't have a website. I have a Facebook page. Well, do you mind giving that out? No, Glenda Sue Bradley. That's it? That's it, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Glenda Sue Bradley. I mean, there's got to be a lot of Glenda Sue Bradleys around. Well, I just put Tallahassee Florida. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, also, if you want to get this on the podcast, you type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee. And it'll come up, and then all the, all the uh, daily broadcasts and all the talk shows are there, a whole bunch of them, a lot of great interviews. And I, I assure you that if you go on a trip and you set that on a podcast, you will not run out of content wherever you're going. <laughs> I mean, there's so many shows, and, and like I said, you can listen to the, the, the daily broadcast or, or whatever. Now, you... We started off the show talking about we met at the American mm-hmm. Legion on the first Sunday night of the month. Yes, yes. How did you end up going there? Oh, my mercy. I've known about that for a long time. Uh, but when I moved back over here, as I mentioned earlier, God just started putting me together with different people. Okay. And so I went there, and, you know, they asked me to sing. And uh, um, How did they know you were a singer? Well, let's see. My nephew Edward was going there. Okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he'd say, my Aunt Sue sings. Okay. Yeah, I let him call me Aunt, although there's not a lot of age difference between us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I started singing at my church. And... Uh, 
uh, I connected with some uh, group of people that was doing a, a little jam every week. And one of the ladies was facilitating. She was hosting a gospel sing every second Sunday night down at the Woodville Methodist I Church. I heard about that. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so she invited me to come down to a okay. program. Okay. And uh, as a matter of fact, they're having, it's coming up second Sunday night, this coming Sunday. Okay. Six o'clock at Woodville. Billy Jean Dickerson is going to be there, and he's he's a little bit more famous than me. <laughs> okay. Now you have an event that you you want to tell us about. I but, do. Uh, go ahead and tell us about that. Okay. Uh, so it's Simply Grace Church out on North Monroe Street, right there at Fred George Road. Um, it's, it's in a, a shopping center. It there. is. Yeah. It's in the shopping center. There's the Country Kitchen restaurant there. Okay. Uh, on further down the library, we're just beyond the library in that suite of shops there. Okay. Simply Grace. Every first Friday at noon, we have gospel music from 12 to 1. Okay. And this Friday, Anna Westcote from Havana is going to be our guest. Now, um, uh, Anna was raised with um, Southern Gospel, and uh, she's a singer-songwriter now, and she goes around to different places singing, and she's going to be our guest this coming Friday, 12 noon, at Simply Grace. Okay. This child plays over 28 different Whoa. musical <laughs> instruments, Wow! and her goal is to play 30 by the time she is 30. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And I'm just trying to play one. I can't even play one. <laughs> yeah. And she has a voice, yeah. a great singing voice, and she yeah. writes her own music. Yeah. Uh, a little side note, she entered a little contest with the Bluebird Cafe uh, in Nashville in September and won the contest and went up there and she got to sing two of her originals at the Bluebird Cafe. Wow. And she's very well known in yeah. Tallahassee area. But it's, it's at noon. It's at noon. Yeah. Now, when we started doing this at our church, it was just going to be a little event for seniors. And we had food, but then COVID came, and we stopped doing the food. And we don't have food now, but we still meet from 12 to 1. Okay. And um, It's coming up this coming Friday. This coming Friday. Well, no, wait a minute. That would already happen by the time this airs. I will. It? But it'll, by the next month... It'll be back. Okay, the next month, yeah. I'm not sure who's coming yet, okay. but I'll have to get but with you. But it's open you. for the uh, invitation. Oh, anybody, yeah. anybody. Okay. Yes, yeah. anybody, yes. And so we, it's the second Sunday? No, it's the first Friday. First Friday of every the month. The first Friday. 12 to 1 or 12 to 2. No, 12 to 1. We just sing for an hour okay. because some folks do come on their noon hour. Okay, okay. Yes. So, but, uh, Simply Grace uh, Church. Simply Grace. Yeah. We've had uh, Jeff Davis there. We've had Billy Jean. We've had... Susie Elkins, okay. uh, you know. know. I've had my nephew Edward. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, we have. Sounds like a fun time for people. It is a fun time. Mm -hmm. uh, we have got about three minutes left. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I've been telling the people about the singing at the American Legion, mm -hmm. and uh, we're trying to let people know. Yes. What is your impression? How, how does it grab you when you when you go there? Uh, well, of course, I love music of yeah. any any kind, and they always have a good uh, uh, guest person or group mm -hmm. and um, and then they allow just people that want to share yeah. uh, the, to come and sing and the, there's a there's just a sweet spirit there there is a sweet yeah. spirit yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, I've got uh -huh. to know the people mm -hmm. and just enjoy it it's, to me it's like going to church on Sunday night it is yeah. it and, is uh -huh. so I'm just being encouraging people I tell people yes. I'm, I'm just a messenger absolutely <laughs> I don't I don't sing mm -hmm. uh -huh. and uh, the the speaker or the actually the singer who was also speaking he's talking about different people's talents and mm -hmm. what you do and I said well I, I push buttons yes <laughs> And I do it pretty well. Now, sometimes I push the wrong button, but most of the time I do pretty good. <laughs> but you help folks like me. There you go. There Just you go. And, and I can talk. And that's yes. one of my, one of uh -huh, my uh -huh. uh, strange abilities. Uh, yes. A little Southern, but I can't talk. And, so, and, uh, and uh, it is a privilege of mine to be able to expose people to yes. different ministries and uh, yes. uh -huh. through all the some 20 years been doing this show now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I've had people from so many different walks of life mm -hmm. sometimes we get a sports personality that comes in only mm -hmm. a believer and, mm -hmm. and we don't talk about sports we talk about their faith yes. and, uh, uh -huh. and this will been and I would encourage you if you're listening and you're involved in Christian ministry call me 
Mm-hmm. We'll get you on the show. We pre-record on usually on Tuesday evenings, and we'll have it ready for Sunday morning on ninety-four point one here on uh, Wave ninety-four. Uh, Glenda Sue Bradley has been my guest today, and uh, she was wondering what we were going to talk about. <laughs> and, and when you listen to the show later, you'll be amazed at the, the content we've covered here <laughs> on the show. But we always close the broadcast out with prayer. Father God, I'm so thankful for Glenda Sue and Lord the things that you've given her to do in the kingdom. Father God, bless it. Expand it, Father God. Use her, Father, mightily for the kingdom of God to reach people and to minister souls. Father God, I pray over this radio audience. Lord, bless them, protect them. Father, let a hedge be about their families. And Lord, let us all grow in our faith. And Father, I pray for our churches tomorrow, for our pastors. Lord, let a great anointing come forth from our pulpits. And Father God, we pray for America. We pray for peace yes. in this world. And Father, we pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Miss Bradley, it's been great to have you on the show. Thank you Thank so much you. for coming. Thank Until you for having me. Next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.